Simon Isis. They snap photographs of the Alberti brothers, Benny and Luciano, teenage twins who cling to the tree's wooden supports and make a grudging show of harvesting lemons, who spear each other with trowels and refer to the tourist women as vaginas in Italian slang. Buonasera, vaginas, they cry from the trees. I think the tourists are getting stupider. None of them speak Italian anymore, and these new women seem deaf to aggression. Often I fantasize about flashing my fangs at the brothers, just to keep them in line. As I said, the tourists usually ignore me. Perhaps it's the dominoes. A few years back I bought a battered red set from Benny, a prop piece, and this makes me invisible, sufficiently banal to be hidden in plain sight. I have no real interest in the game. I mostly stack the pieces into little houses and corrals. At sunset, the tourists all around begin to shout, Look! Up there! It's time for the path of i pipistrelli impazziti, the descent of the bats. They flow from cliffs that glow like pale chalk, expelled from caves in the seeming billions. Their drop is steep and vertical, a black hail. Sometimes a change in weather sucks a bat beyond the lemon trees and into the turquoise sea. It's three hundred feet to the lemon grove, six hundred feet to the churning foam of the Tyrrhenian. At the precipice they soar upward and crash around the green tops of the trees. Oh, the tourists shriek, delighted, ducking their heads. Up close, the bat's spread wings are alien membranes, fragile like something internal flipped out. The waning sun washes their bodies a dusky red. They have wrinkled black faces, these bats, tiny, like gargoyles or angry grandfathers. They have teeth like mine. Tonight, one of the tourists, a Texan lady with a big strawberry red updo, has successfully captured a bat in her hair, simultaneously crying real tears and howling, Take the goddamn picture, Sarah! I stare ahead at a fixed point above the trees and light a cigarette. My bent spine goes rigid. Mortal terror always trips some old wire that leaves me sad and irritable. It will be whole minutes now before everybody stops screaming. The moon is a muted shade of orange. Twin disks of light burn in the sky and the sea. I scan the darker indents in the skyline, the cloudless spots that I know to be caves. I check my watch again. It's eight o'clock, and all the bats have disappeared into the interior branches. Where is Magreb? My fangs are throbbing, but I won't start without her. I once pictured time as a black magnifying glass and myself as a microscopic flightless insect trapped in that circle of night. But then Maghreb came along, and eternity ceased to frighten me. Suddenly each moment followed its antecedent in a neat chain, moments we filled with each other. I watch a single bat falling from the cliffs, dropping like a stone, head-first, motionless, dizzying to witness. Pull up!
I close my eyes. I press my palms flat against the picnic table and tense the muscles of my neck. Pull up! I tense until my temples pulse, until little black and red stars flutter behind my eyelids. You can look now. Magreb is sitting on the bench, blinking her bright pumpkin eyes. You weren't even watching. If you saw me coming down, you'd know you have nothing to worry about. I try to smile at her and find I can't. My own eyes feel like ice cubes. It's stupid to go so fast. I don't look at her. That easterly could knock you over the rocks. Don't be ridiculous. I'm an excellent flyer. She's right. Magreb can shapeshift midair much more smoothly than I ever could. Even back in the 1850s, when I used to transmute...